0: I'm your Dungeon Master Cliff B, and we're rolling dice and heading out into the wide world of Castia. I'm joined by Ben, Hajir Medra, Chris, Magus Magran, and Dave, Seyreal, as we explore the taverns, travel, and tests that their characters encounter. This episode, the heroes are returning to town and gathering assistance to get the grills back to their rightful owners. Let's check it out! Welcome back to Castia, everybody. When we left off last time, we had just discovered the camp of the Bovatars. How we got there? We found the bodies of Mag's attendants, Roland and Cathew. They had been slaughtered. The party followed the trail of bloody footprints that led up to a group of Bovatar scouts who were quickly dispatched. From those scouts, you were able to find drag marks, which you quickly and correctly assumed were the grills that had been stolen from the town. While traveling up the road along the grill mark path, you noticed a hunting lodge off in the distance to the west. You took a break from your tracking and stealthily went to the lodge in case there were any scouts lying in wait for you. While searching through the cabin mag, you fell through a weak spot in the floorboards and discovered a wine cellar-like basement that had a small chest which contained three pieces of jewelry, a bracelet which you took, a ring which Sarial took, and an amulet which Ajir took. When you put them on, a warm, pleasant feeling washed all over you. You soon exited the hole and lodge and resumed your search for the grills. You came upon a somewhat steep hill, which you believed would give you a better vantage point. Mag quickly ascended the hill, though Serial had quite a bit of difficulty climbing it. Hajir threw a rope to Mag, who secured it so Serial could get themselves out of their predicament and allow Hajir to climb up with relative ease. After climbing up, you all heard slight mooing coming from due north, so traveling through the thick undergrowth of the forest, you came upon the camp seeing the grills piled up towards the back of the encampment, as well as a group of Bovatars there. The leader of them seemed to have crudely made one of the grills into a set of full-plate armor. A scout was able to come up behind you and signal to the rest that you were lurking in the undergrowth, and battle began. The battle seemed even at first, but then Hajir ran into the center of the camp and was quickly dropped after having a burst of impressive magical warfare against the enemy. Once his year went down, it was decided that Maggie and Sariel should grab his year and make a hasty retreat. In an attempt to keep the bovatar at bay while doing this, Sariel released a bag of ball bearings, which turned the tide of battle, as the bovatar and their poor decks were not able to get out of it without falling back down. They were able to stand up every time, but each attempt at moving through the ball bearings, they would fall back down, much like the physical comedy of a Three Stooges movie. <laughs> you
1: know, I think... They probably could have... I think we could have just poked him to death with sticks at that point.
0: (laughs) It was so so ugly. Well, you did take the correct approach of using ranged attacks, because when they got up, they didn't have to move if they would have been in melee range. But you were finally able Mm -hmm. to level the killing blow against the leader and his minions. Searching the tents very quickly, you were able to find a healing salve to stabilize Hajir and bring him back up. Hajir... Go ahead and roll me a d6 for the health you were able to regain. A
2: <laughs> d6? Uh, oh, it would help if I had my dice roller up. I'm sorry. Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. Is this the dice roller that you wrote, by the way? Yes. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Uh,
2: okay. Okay. Uh, five.
0: Ooh. Not bad. Not bad at all. Alright, so you're back up, you're hurting, but at least you're not making death saves. So, you've got some time now and are able to look around and take in your surroundings. You see six tents, you don't find much inside of them, a couple more of those swords that had knife-like serrations, a couple more of the forks as well. Mag, you're able to recover the javelins that you threw at the Bovatar from afar, Excellent. and everyone go ahead and give me a general perception check about the area. Salutes. General perception check. General
1: perception check. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. That's a critical fail. My score. Uh,
0: that is ten.
2: Oof. Uh, <laughs> I managed to get a
1: two.
0: <laughs> oh, my dense, awesome. dense babies.
1: Oh, awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, you don't really notice much more going on. The forest is th- pretty thick. You don't hear any kind of noises or anything. This area is pretty clear, a good spot to make a camp, well covered around the outskirts. There's a path that leads down a slight slope and out of the encampment. Heading down that path a bit to get a bearing on where you are, you can see the fork in the path that had the steep hill you'd chosen to climb. Likely you'd taken the tactically advantageous path to have the high ground and not be bottlenecked. But now now you know about where you are and are able to make your way out of the forest, having a lay of the land, and not having to push your way through the thick of the forest.
1: Gotcha. Well, I mean, like... Do we... Do we... Do we, we didn't find the grills, really, did we?
0: Uh, yeah, you did. You saw they were piled up near the back of the camp.
1: Oh. I was to recall
0: camp. that you saw one of them trying to hammer another one into more armor for the Bovatar.
1: Okay. Well, this is... This is good this is good news. I guess the plan is to go back and tell everyone where the grills are and not have to haul them back ourselves, right?
0: Yeah, that sounds good to me. Yeah. I, I kind of like turn over to Hajir, who's just uh kind of like waking up and I'm like I think these I think these cows were trying to uh make armor. I think maybe they were trying to lay siege to the city.
2: Hmm. Well, how do you suggest we we take these grills away from here. They're 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 not an insignificant weight.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, I uh, I suggest that we maybe don't. And uh, it seems like uh, work that you know the uh, the townspeople would probably be better suited to since it, you know it's their grills.
1: Yeah, this is uh, the work for someone that's not me. Yeah. Did we did we get them all? I mean, we I think we found them all. Maybe I mean, did we did we get all of the cow people? I don't. I sure, boy. I hope so, or else yeah. the people I, who come up with these grills are going to be in bad shape.
0: I think we got everyone in this area, but I think that might be a problem for the the townspeople. Yeah, if even we... they got
1: the, they got guards and stuff, right? I mean, it's not like <laughs> these things killed uh, your two guards or anything.
0: Oh. Yeah, I, uh, I almost forgot about that.
1: Yeah, sorry,
0: I probably shouldn't
1: have mentioned that again.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, it's all right. I didn't really know them for that long. Right. Hey, you didn't really like that
1: guys that much. Them guys They're those... okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, my, my my grandmother hired them, so. Right.
1: I don't get a lot of grief out of the way that you kind of, I think it's quite <laughs> fine.
0: No, they were both a, a bit smelly for my taste.
1: <laughs> they were fucking losers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, um, that's
1: true. We should not feel bad about them. They sucked. What? What if? Uh, okay, how far about? How
2: far is it back to town? Would we be able to feasibly get folks up here to help with these uh, these big grills?
0: Uh, yeah, you probably took with your little side excursion to the hunting lodge and everything, not knowing where you're going. About three hours, but now that you know where you're going and how to direct yourselves, it maybe would take two hours to get back to town. So you're probably showing up closer to mid afternoon, maybe three or four o'clock. Okay. okay. Well,
2: why don't we? Why don't we uh, run back and tell them we found their their shit, their stuff. Yeah.
1: yeah i think i think i think you should tell them i think you have like kind of a way with words you should be the one to tell them make it sound sound exciting that they have to drag their own grills back
2: (laughs) well we would be helping of course
1: Uh, all right (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: meg kind of like raises an eyebrow at that we would be helping
1: (laughs) Well, all right, let's let's uh, let's do it. Yeah, Yeah, let's head back to town.
0: All right. You travel back to town. You're able to get back. And as soon as you come out of the woods, you see the chopping block. You see the stables. Your good buddy Ganjan still hanging out in front of them, just brushing one of the horses. Mag, as you come Mm. back, you remember that in addition to your stores of money on your wagon, you also had a sending stone that your grandmother gave you for emergencies only. Oh, okay. That way you don't have to wait to write that letter and mail it with the wait to get to her. Okay. Um, Mag is going to make a mental note of that and think about it, but he's not going to grab that at this time. All right, just want to make sure you were aware you know last session you mentioned you planned to write her a letter, yeah, so I wanted to give you that information. Is it something you would know and could be relevant for you yeah mag is mag isn't uh mag isn't gonna do that just yet, no problem, all right, like I mentioned, you see ganjin outside of the stables. there's the chopping block where you first learned the grills had gone missing well, well should we uh should we look and see in town is there was two uh Uh, Smokehouses, if I remember correctly, there were two, like, uh, I don't know how you'd word this, meat lodges? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, meat meat lodges. Meat shacks. Yeah, there were three specific meat shacks. There was Micah's Meats, which is around the middle of town. Sarek's Smokehouse, which was across the street from Micah's Place. And then back near the lake is just the general butcher, where you know your average person would go to get their different cuts of meat. He's got one of the larger buildings in town. It's an L-shaped building up on a bit of a hill across from the tanners, which makes sense for those two to be near each other. Once the animal would get skinned, it gets sent over to the tanner to be made hmm. into leather. Well, should we um, should we alert the two um, uh, meateries, uh that we have the grills, or we what know what the grills yeah. are?
1: Yeah, once one's want to know. Oh. Yeah, let's uh, let's start
2: spreading that word through town and we can get uh we can get folks to help bring these things back.
0: Yeah, yeah. right. Uh should we how do we want to do this? Should we just uh stand in the town square
1: and
0: <laughs> <laughs> let them know? Hear or ye,
1: what? hear ye.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, no, let's go talk to them directly just say, "Hey, spread the word. We found the cauldrons and we're getting a posse to bring them all back." Yeah, yeah. we
1: got we got a meet posse.
0: Yeah, I'm, yeah, we're and we're definitely gonna help.
1: <laughs> we're totally gonna help them. We're not just gonna go and then watch them do the heavy work. Right. We're gonna. Help I mean,
0: them. I mean, it wouldn't be like bad if we just watched no. them do the heavy. I mean, because we, <laughs> no. you know, we, we rescued them in the first place, so
1: we already kind of did our job. I mean, really. so yeah. I mean, you anything know. else would be a little gratuitous at this point. They kind of owe us.
0: Right. Sure.
2: All right. So I'm gonna go into the one of the meteries and.
0: Uh, let's start at Micah's that sounds like a good mic yeah they're pretty much across the street from each other so it'd be a real quick thing so you step into Micah's meats and a very nice pleasant smell hits your nostrils very much like when you walk into a steakhouse you get hit by the smell of seared meats and other various accoutrements with it and as you take that in you realize it's been about half a day since you had breakfast and you're feeling a bit hungry behind the counter you see a human woman and she greets you Oh, yeah. oh hello welcome to micah's meats will you be dining here or would you like your order to go
2: uh actually we come with fantastic news we found the missing grills uh that that will be needed for the festival uh, you
0: see her face light up as she says oh let me go grab micah she runs to the back of the restaurant and a moment later from the kitchen area you see a larger thick human male coming out He's got a bit of heft to him, but he's about six four, six five, so just a very big man. He walks up to you and says, "You three there, are you the ones who said you had located our grills?"
2: Yes, they, yeah. they were taken by a a band of bovatars that we we uh, were able to deal with. Uh, and you're welcome, by the way. And uh, <laughs> uh, these the things are are far too heavy. Uh, the grills, not the bovatars, uh, to bring back. Uh, on our own. Uh, We were hoping to spread the word and and get the village to lug these things back. Uh, The grills, again, not the Bovatars.
0: Oh, I don't believe I've heard of these Bovatars before, but nonetheless, I appreciate you taking care of them. Let me instruct my sister to begin letting the others know. I believe the stables may have some flat wagons that we can use and hitch them to horses for loading and transporting the grills back. Tell me, where did the grills end up? Uh, oh, they're uh, about two uh, two hours north from here. If you uh, follow the path, uh, was uh, uh, uh where, you guys know where that cliff is? It's about uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's you know about. I, I, it's uh,
2: about two hours north.
0: It's about two <laughs> hours north, and you know, a little what fifteen yeah. foot cliff or so that's up that way.
2: Well, well, we will we will show you.
0: Is that near the abandoned castle? Oh, sure. <laughs> wait is it, uh, is
1: it... I it's an abandoned castle
0: actually we don't know is there an abandoned castle up there you would know if you hadn't failed your perception check <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: well we could show you the path there
0: yes that would be fantastic I suppose that would mean I'd have to go talk to Sarek but yes let me go grab him and we can meet you down at the stables wonderful So he walks out with you, and he yells back in to his sister, gather people to meet at the stables to help load the grills onto the flat wagons, and then goes back into the building across the street, and after a moment, a rather young-looking dwarf, though not quite as young as Mag, emerges with Micah. Now, as opposed to Mag's whiskers growing in, This dwarf has a very full but stylishly short-trimmed beard, compared to how most dwarves let their beards grow out. Hmm. Which seems weird, as generally beard length has been a point of pride for most dwarves you've encountered (laughs) in the world. Uh, He looks to be about a hundred, not quite there yet, but close. So about the dwarven equivalent of early thirties. Oh, he says. Are you the three folks that found our grills? Uh, yeah, they were being held by some bovine minotaur cow thing?
1: Like, you know, sort of human-armed, cow-hoved, cow-nippled, people cows. <laughs> I forget how, but I thought of it last time, but basically <laughs> like that. I'm sure they'd be
2: delicious on those grills if they weren't so, uh, sapient. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, you know... It really does bother me a lot, but we're not going to think about that right now.
0: Don't worry, we tenderize them nice and good for you, though. Well, we definitely appreciate you locating our grills, though not disparaging anyone's intelligence. It's clear that having a dwarf on the team is a lucky charm. And he gives you a big thumbs up, Mag. Yeah, uh, Mag kind of, like, smiles and, like, shakes his head a little bit, like, you know. Yeah, uh, Mike's kind of, like, used to being praised. This is, like, the first time it's really happened since he left. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, he starts to walk along down towards the stables, and you see there's a couple people that show up. Micah and Sarek both are talking with Ganjin, and after a little bit, they have three horses that are hitched to these flat wagons, like large versions of the Red Flyer wagons. Not full carriages, but designed to move heavy things. Okay. There are a couple other horses. Basically, everything that's owned by the stables themselves and that aren't boarded horses. Gotcha. Well, some of us may need to double up, but let's go ahead and go collect those grills. Would you be willing to lead the way? Uh, certainly.
1: Yeah, that sounds good. I'm gonna ride on this cart, obviously, but you could lead the way.
0: Oh, oh. Um. See, the thing is, I'm uh, I'm a little uh, tired from. uh Having walked all the way back, I, I was thinking I could uh, I, I could ride on the cart.
1: No, see, I was thinking I've got three hit points, I could really use the rest.
0: Hmm, I was thinking I've got five hit points, I could also use the rest.
1: Never <laughs> yeah. fear, I will lead the way. Oh, the thanks,
0: buddy. When we say lead the way, we do mean just pointing us in the right direction.
1: Oh, right. Oh,
0: right, yeah. <laughs>
1: okay, that's um, fine, I can, yeah, can fight from back here
0: sure yeah let's uh i'm gonna, uh mag's already gonna like hop onto the cart.
1: all right cool <laughs> can this qualify as a short rest for healing purposes
0: yeah i'd say it would qualify as a short rest you'd be able to roll your one hit die as your level one cells
1: mm. Mm. yeah what the wait explain to me how that works i'm dumb oh it's a uh, minus i guess 1d8 plus 2
0: Uh, Yeah, it would be whatever you rolled for your class die for your hit points, and add constitution. At later levels, when taking a short rest, you can select a number of the dice to roll, plus your con. Like level 5, you could choose to roll only 3 of them and gain that back.
1: Alright, in this case, I'm gonna roll this. Confirm that that is... Wait, do it. What happened? (laughs) 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 Hold on, it didn't, uh... Oh, shoot. Let me do my roll. 1d8 plus 2 would be 6 plus 2. Wow, that's fully healed. Num, 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 num. And uh, I say, Mag, you got this, right? And I just kind of relax. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Alright, yeah. so following your directions, you do end up passing the bodies of Roland and Cathew, and they ask, uh, should we pick these up now or on our way back? Were those the guards I was told you came into town with? Uh yeah, that was them. Uh Roland and Cathew were their mm-hmm. names. See Cathew is a cat.
1: He's a cat man. That's so that's them. why he's named Cathew. <laughs>
0: yeah I think I they it. I think they got it <laughs> We will grab them on our way out. Serik says that way we don't have to try to work around them as we get our grills back. Micah Magus kind of just like shrugs his shoulders, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with being on horses heading there this time, it only takes about an hour to get there. Everyone hops off the wagons and begins loading them up. Uh, The way they are able to stack them, it only took two wagons, so you'll all be able to ride that last wagon back down to town.
1: Oh, good. Convenient. There was a reward in all this, wasn't there?
0: Yeah, there's (laughs) 30 gold, I believe.
1: That's pretty good. Yep. But you know, now that we're out here again, and they've loaded that up again, can we roll for Perception again to see... (laughs)
0: sure go ahead uh, since you know something's out here this time go ahead and roll with advantage all
1: right all right nat twenty. Oh,
0: uh, bad start uh four and then 18
1: that's still a 10 for me <laughs> i i managed a nat 20 this time
0: good Ooh. nice so yeah just the way the light is hitting this time you can actually see it uh, up on a cliff about 50 feet up, you see a castle. It, it, the castle itself looks pretty big. Uh, looking at the way the cliff goes up, you're not sure if you could climb it, and there doesn't seem to be much ground to grab onto if you could. The castle's almost flush with the cliff face.
2: That castle! I I, <laughs> I wasn't sure which one you meant. We see so many you, castles.
1: You know, now that I'm looking at it, I guess that's what he was talking about.
0: Did he say abandoned castle? Uh, yes. This castle, uh, none of us have ever really been in it. Uh, it's been here as long as we've been hunting in these woods for a smaller game. People have come up here exploring, and it's like this on every side. It seems the castle was built long ago, and time has worn away whatever land was around it to be able to just walk up and enter it.
1: Oh, so there's, like, no way in. Yeah, we've,
0: uh, not been able to find a way in whenever we've tried to, like, use ropes to try and throw up onto the building. On the rare times we've even been able to get the ropes to catch, the stone just ends up crumbling back down.
1: Hmm.
0: Hmm. So that seems like
1: a place we're never gonna get to go to, right? (laughs) Or?
0: Or? (laughs) Unless... (laughs) <laughs> hmm. it's uh meg's kind of like uh half half interested in this he's sort of like oh i see
1: hmm. oh big empty abandoned spooky castle kind of seems like a cool you know thing to check out who knows it might be uh might be stuff in there valuable hmm. stuff information hmm. documents hmm.
2: okay
1: you don't you don't care about any of those things
0: no it's all very very interesting
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, it's a spooky old castle, and normally kids are into that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. No, it's just doesn't seem heard- very exciting. Never- that's all.
1: You never heard of urban exploration, kid?
0: <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. What's that?
1: Y- y- never mind. It doesn't matter. I mm. just think it'd be interesting, and if we get a chance to go and look at that castle, I'm taking it.
0: Huh. All right
1: i think the challenge
2: of getting into that castle.
1: Right, see? There, he gets it.
0: Hmm. Well, I'd like the <laughs> challenge of uh, trying to get through some of this uh, smoked meat that I keep hearing so much about. Uh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> well, with that quip, Sarek turns around and says, well, If you're interested in smoked meat, I'm the man to talk about that. I make the best smoked beef and pork in the region. And Micah kind of scoffs at that and says, yeah, if if you like your meat to taste burnt and not juicy and succulent. And the rest of the ride back, the two are just arguing over how the other doesn't know what they're doing and has no business working with meat.
1: (laughs) Oh, man, I want to play these guys off each other somehow, but I don't know how. I've been trying to think about it since we walked up to their shops.
0: Hmm. I'll figure it out. Okay. Are you? What I what I what I notice that you're trying to let me. Do you mind if I roll a perception check to see if he's trying? If I see what? Uh, I excuse me. I haven't said anything yet. So I'm just I, know, but, about I know, but I know, but I'm trying to see if I can see that you're wearing it on your face. I would oh. say that would be more insight than perception. Okay. All right. Well, let me take a look here.
1: So I'm definitely. I'm definitely grinning at the thought of fucking with these guys. I'm not gonna lie.
0: Are you trying to hide the fact that you're figuring that out, Serial?
1: No, I mean, they don't. They're, I'm I'm assuming they're not looking at me, so no, I'm yeah. not. I'm just kind of grinning to myself.
0: Hmm. Well, I rolled a seven, so I don't know if it picked anything up there. <laughs> uh, you look at Serial, and they have this odd look on their face. You're not sure if they're deep in thought or trying to hold in indigestion or something like that. You're not really versed in human facial cues within the realm of social situations. Uh I look at her and uh <laughs> I I I kinda like you know you know, elbow and Are are you sure you should be uh eating this much uh this much meat if you're, you know, having stomach problems? <laughs> Me? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean you I don't know, you just sit and they look you look Uncomfortable, like I understand. Um, <laughs>
1: I'm I'm all right, kid. My stomach is fine. What are you? What the? What are you talking about? <laughs>
0: oh, oh, for, I'm sorry. Forgive me. I just you just seemed uh, rather um, uh, disconcerted okay. there.
1: Just looking a little farty over here. Is that it? <laughs>
0: um. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right, you are
1: you are wrong.
0: Oh, well, I'm. I'm,
1: I'm You have read this situation incredibly wrong. Oh,
2: you have a lot to learn about how to talk to women, young lad.
0: Uh, Mag kind of blushes at that, like "Mm." sort of like, yeah, no. no."
1: (laughs) Oh, that's like sorry. You'll get there, buddy. I'm no longer mad at him. (laughs) Every time he blushes, I'm no longer mad at him. (laughs) No, it's okay. Just, you know, mind your own business.
0: <laughs> Mag kind of, like, cowers back to the center of the car. I'm picturing Mag, like, squashed in between the two of you. Just like... <laughs> yeah. uh, well, on the way back, they do pick up the bodies of Roland and Cathy and Micah turns around and asks, uh, Lad, did they have any family or anyone that you're aware of that needs to be notified? Oh, um... You know, I, I'm I'm not entirely sure. My my grandmother hired them. Uh, to my knowledge, they were just sellswords. Ah, I understand. Well, I suppose we'll look into having them buried at the cemetery, see if there's anything we can find out from any personal affects that might indicate if any of them had families. Uh, sure, yeah, sure, I'm sure that would be fine. Well, after a little while longer, uh, they pulled back into town and take the grills that have been turned into the plate mail for the leader and get it to the blacksmith. Uh, they then take the rest of the grills back where they belong, and Micah goes into his restaurant and returns with 15 gold. Sarek does the same, and they give it to you. Uh, Micah says, We're men of our word, and we said that if anyone was able to lead us to the recovery of the grills, they would get 30 gold. Well... oh, oh I, uh... uh
1: can't say i don't uh couldn't make use of this that's pretty good
0: No, oh, th- thank you
1: you uh this means nothing to you does it kid
0: oh <laughs> um, uh are they are they still in front of me when you say that <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah oh no no, it's uh it, it's it's very generous thank you thank you both thank you
1: <laughs> so like 30 gold for you is like uh it's like a box of cracker jacks right
0: no, it's fine. It's just um, it's, it's fine. No. Well, they did say 30 gold reward, not 30 per person. Uh, you each get 10 of that.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. So even less impressive to you.
0: And, and Mag's kind of like embarrassed and sort of <sighs> shrinking back. Like he, he, he knows he's not supposed to be rude here, but, you know, he doesn't want to speak up for himself. <laughs> now, listening into this, Sarek sees it and says, oh, It's been a long time since I've been back to any of the homelands, but I can tell you're of a higher sort of class than what my family came from. But just because a reward mo- might not mean the same monetarily, it doesn't mean that it isn't appreciated or that there might be further goodwill that can be passed on in the future. Rewards aren't always monetary. Uh, yes, yeah, Ariel. Yeah, yes, yeah, all the re- rewards aren't always monetary. It, it was, you know, it was really, really nice.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I don't want to press him on this any further. But uh, I just got to shoot him a look. Like,
0: uh... Matt kind of, like, daintily puts the coins away in his in his uh, coin purse. And this... His, uh little side pocket. And his coin purse that cost more than the reward he just got. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot. Well now what? Now what do we do? <laughs>
2: we get these things back to town get the get the festival going.
1: Yeah, is it festival time yet or what?
0: Uh, yeah, there's still about two more days. Uh, At this point right now, it's uh, about dinner time, so there's definitely more of a notice that you're pretty hungry. Uh, Sarek and Micah both Mm -hmm. have offered to feed you as well in return for getting back their grills. Oh, wonderful. I I think I'm going to start with Sarek. You know, dwarves and all that. Yeah, you know what? I think I will too, actually. And, uh, Hajir. Will you be joining your new friends at Seric smokehouse, or, uh, will you be taking up Micah this evening?
2: Uh, it seems, uh, it seems like the party is decided. I'll,
1: I will hang out with them. Yeah, I want to figure out what's up with this dude's beard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, Micah says, Well, I understand wanting to stay together, but make sure you stop by tomorrow to get a glimpse of what it will look like during the festival. Oh, uh, we will. Uh, and thank you. Thank you again. Um I, I hope to uh I hope to eat there again uh, tomorrow. Yeah, we certainly will. He nods and then uh Serik walks you in and shows you to his best table, which is the uh table with the least amount of dagger stabs into it. <laughs> okay. And as you walk into Serik's smokehouse, you get the waft of hickory smoked woods. Even the scent of maple syrup lightly over top of it, and just that smoked wood smell mixed with the smell of the meat itself is amazing. Ugh. He sits you down and says, uh, we will bring out the house best for you, and heads to the back. There's a young elven woman who comes up and asks, What kind of drinks will we be having tonight? Ales? Wines? What can I get for you to drink? Hey everybody, it's Cliff your favorite dungeon master of taverns, travels, and tests. I hope you're doing well out there and really hope that you're enjoying the podcast. Uh, we've been putting a lot of work into this and I hope that it shows and that, uh, you all are enjoying the experience. Uh, we've built up quite a backlog so that way we never miss a beat and you always make sure to get your podcast on time every Monday that we air. Uh, Again, no real advertisers this week, uh, but I did want to talk to you about another one of Project Derailed's podcasts, Big Streaming Pile. Big Streaming Pile is a podcast about bad movies on streaming services. Uh, It's hosted by Tales of the Void Fair and Fables Around the Table Zone, Fiona L.F. Kelly, as well as the producer for both of those shows, Tom Goldwaite. Uh, There's new episodes every first and third Friday of each month. uh, And the show features... Uh, hot takes such as looking at B-movie through the Hegelian dialectic and the open house through the lens of Oedipus Rex. Uh, But it's not just Fiona and Tom who run this show. Uh, They also have guest appearances uh, from people such as uh, Voidfarer's Nick Yurisiva and uh, Fables Around the Table's Chelsea Rexinger, who we've mentioned before but they're all wonderful people as well as other surprise guests that are coming up this season. So you should really go ahead and give them a listen. They're a great podcast and they are keyed into what are some horrid movies on these streaming services. And if you want to hear their hot takes, look them up and a lot of the other podcasts as well that are part of the derailed network on project Well, We're going to get back into the episode now. Uh, As always, I hope you're enjoying things, and I hope you have a great day.
1: Mm, Yeah, I'm thinking of a big plate of whatever kind of meat and a tall red wine.
0: Uh, I'll have whatever your your finest summer red is, please. She nods and... (laughs) She nods and... uh, (laughs) Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
2: I don't. I don't. I was gonna say. I don't suppose you'd be on the menu, would you, young lady? (laughs) (laughs) Now we just uh, we we just came back from a long day of adventuring, saving the festival. (laughs) Not to brag or anything, but I think we kind of crushed it.
0: She looks you up and down, and kind of cocks her head to the side a bit, and she says. Well, you have to have your meal before you can have dessert, sir. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now I'm really blushing. Very well. <laughs> Very well.
2: Uh, then I'll uh, I'll have uh, I'll have whatever Sirik's uh, specialty is.
0: All right. Well, she goes away for a couple minutes, uh, then comes back with three decently sized wine glasses. Some are red for the dwarf. Thank the you. fine red for the fine human woman. And this one for you, Hajir, is almost a deep purple. And she says, This one comes from Sarek's hometown. This comes from the rarest grapes grown there. They make enough to produce 10 bottles a year. Uh-huh. And this vintage is from the year of Sarek's birth. Oh, oh,
2: oh. My goodness.
0: Wow. You know, I'm wondering, can I see the kitchen from here? Uh, yeah, you can s- kinda see they have those ranch-style swing doors that lead in and out. Uh, yeah. you can see a light smoke coming from the kitchen. Not like an on-fire smoke, but like, this is a smokehouse, and so you'd right. expect <laughs> okay. to see the smoke.
1: Like, uh, do Got I have any idea- How do I there? Do I know how many people are there, or anything like that? Can I get any sense of that?
0: Uh, as you're watching, you can see that there's a good number of people- there. Uh, It's not a big town, but it's pretty packed especially uh, with the festival coming up. Uh, You can see there's probably about just looking through the doorway of the kitchen. uh, About five or six different people that you've seen just working the kitchen. And about three or four servers coming out with plates and trays. Uh, Most of it's like a family style kind of thing. A pretty hefty chunk of meat uh, will be cut off and served uh, for the meal. Uh, A large amount of sides come out as well. And after waiting a bit, seeing people going in and out, uh, you see your waitress come out. In one hand, there's a stack of three plates with silverware on them, and then there's a large side of meat in the tray on her hand. There's a rich, dark, not-quite-burnt casing to it. She sets it on the table and then passes the plates out to you. And she begins carving you the servings, and the meat is... Perfectly pink in the center, the scent wafting to your nostrils immediately causing your mouths to water. These servings that are cut for you, the meat is a generous size to start, but the portions served to you are just as generous. Along with it, they have a couple bowls with different sides as well. Looks like uh, some sort of greenery mixed in like spinach, broccoli, other green vegetables that I'm personally not a fan of.
1: Can I ask, (laughs) can I ask, is this beef?
0: Oh, uh, yeah, sugar. This is a uh, beef sad.
1: Uh, I turn to the party, and I'm like, Guys, do you think it's kind of fucked up that we're doing this? Yeah, oh,
0: why is that?
1: I just, I don't know. I mean, I just watched these things on their hind legs, building armor. They use tools. They're, like, too smart for
0: this. I mean, I... did you also watch them attack us?
1: Yeah, but... But you don't normally just, like, eat everyone that attacks you, either. This feels weird. <laughs> do, do you not?
0: Uh, she says, I, I assure you, ma'am, this were, these were cattle, not men. But how do you know they're not just as smart? This is weirding me out. <laughs> uh, Mag kind of, like, looks over at Cereal and sort of, like, backs his head away, like, <laughs> like very confused.
2: Well, Sariel, I, I will gladly have your portion if you're not going to eat.
0: As yeah, will I.
1: I, I kind of feel like I'm not hungry. That whole thing just, like, weirded me out big time.
0: Uh, I'm going to look over at his ear and kind of like, well, all right, and sort of just slide her portion over in between us both.
2: It's beef, madam. It contains cow and nothing else.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Th- that, uh, that seems fair, but... Uh... It's just weirding
0: me out. If it may help your feelings on the matter, madam, the cattle are unable to have spells affect them that require a certain level of intelligence. Uh, For instance, you would not be able to cast spells such as confusion, as the clerics say, while most sentient people you would be able to cast such a spell upon.
1: I mean, that kind of helps. It's still just very deeply weird to me. I think Um, I'm just going to skip out on dinner this time.
0: Mag has already started tearing into his portion of beef uh, with just awful table manners. Just sort of like grabbing it, you know, by the handful and just tearing it off, not even bothering to use the utensils. Uh, Mag, as you're eating this, this may be the greatest meal you've ever had. You've had professional chefs who have spent years training in the finest forms of dwarven, elven, halfling dining preparations for Mm. meals across your entire life. And this blows them out of the water. You bite into this meat and you can feel it literally melting in your mouth and dripping down your throat. You can tell they've let the meat rest in every seasoning and marinade they use. This meat is just... In a world of gods and magic, it's like looking into the eyes of a god. Oh, hmm, hmm, oh, oh, god, hmm, hmm, oh, serial, oh. this is, this is incredible. You're you're missing out on this. I can't believe you don't want any. Oh, oh
1: man, I gotta walk away from this, and then mm. I I actually do. <laughs> I, I want to stand up uh. and I want to walk right into the kitchen.
0: No. Uh. Meg Meg pours the entire goblet of wine down his throat and uh, p- tries to politely ask for another with meat in his mouth.
2: <laughs> it It is a bit more filling than most of what I'm used to, but it is incredibly tasty. If this is what we can expect from the festival, then I am very glad I came by this little town.
0: Oh, me too. Mm, mm. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm walking into the kitchen. Uh, yeah. You go into the kitchen. Uh, the first thing you see, there's a half-orc manning one of the stations. They look over at you and say, Oh, hey, you can't be back here. And then Sarek looks over, see what's going on, and he says, No, 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 she's she's absolutely fine. And he waves you over and says to you, I, I can't thank you enough, and you and your friends, for what you've done.
1: Well, it's our pleasure. I mean, honestly, you know, we were, we came here for the festival and we, you couldn't enjoy the festival unless it actually happens. And then, by the way, while I'm having this conversation with Mm -hmm. him, can I do a perception check to look around and see if I can detect any recipe books or anything? Uh,
0: Yeah. (laughs) Go ahead and give me an
1: investigation. What's more like it?
0: Uh, I think since you're working to try and make it seem like your focus is on Sarek. Uh, it would probably be a Perception, which yeah. I know is your strong suit. All right. Fair enough. Right. And uh, no! That's a seven.
1: That's all right. That's not very good.
2: Trying to find a book called To Serve Man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, he notices you taking a look around, and he's like, uh, I-, I can understand this being a lot to take in here. Uh, this doesn't look like the kind of place where... Uh, this good of food would come out of. When I moved here, we came with next to nothing, so I didn't have the means to buy the type of place that Micah has across the street, or the equipment that he has. They've got such newer equipment. But here, we use what's old and thought of as not useful anymore, and we have rework it into different ways to get the most out of it. So I can understand your wandering eyes scanning the room.
1: No, I... I don't want you to think I'm judging your place. I'm just very interested in in, in just what sort of operation is behind the scenes here. After all, you know, I just, you know, I'm I'm excited. I came here for the festival and I just kind of want to learn what I can. And and you know, this is all brand new to me. Uh, and God, I really wish I had found something. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: uh, he says to you, oh, well, would you like to see how we prepare things? I mean, I can't give you all the ingredients, but with the return of the grills, we do need to prepare a lot more meat for the festival.
1: I would I would love to help, even though inside I'm a little bit freaked out about this whole thing right now. <laughs> well, he,
0: uh, he takes you back and says, Well, first we start in our chilled room, and you can see a couple different cuts of meat hanging from hooks attached to the ceiling. Uh, there are various meats and such that are being housed on the shelves in those brown paper wrappings. When we first buy the meat, we check the quality that we get from the butcher in town, Gark, a fine fellow who's very familiar with cuts of meat. Any animal he gets, he makes sure he's able to find any use for it so it doesn't get killed just for one single cut of meat and then nothing more.
1: Okay, this is a long shot. Can I point at just like anything and be like, and what's that? And then when he's looking away, try another conception <laughs> to try and <laughs> investigate if i could see a recipe book anywhere
0: uh, yeah go ahead and give me a deception check first
1: oh that's a that's a really good stat for me that's a plus wait, seven that wait, makes you, it a 25 you went to
2: the fucking bugs buddy school of adventuring i see <laughs> I
1: did, apparently
0: uh yeah he starts explaining how he sets up his chill room Where the pork and the beef and the poultry go. He goes on talking about the different sections Mm. in there. All that different stuff just to, you know, fill in time as you nod along. Uh, Go ahead and give me Mm -hmm. another perception check to look for a recipe book with advantage.
1: Oh, fuck yeah. All right. So that's a 14 and then a 13. That's a little better. I'll
0: take a 14. Shit. So, you're looking around, standing in the doorway. It is not a big, uh, freezer, cooler room. Uh, he ends up, you know, finishing pointing stuff out to you. You're waiting for the perfect opportunity. And you get it. He exits the room in front of you, so, uh, you got that opportunity with his back to you. Okay. Uh, one thing you notice, there's no real sign of books or parchment back here. There are different jars with writing for seasonings and such. But there's no recipe book. This has to be one of those types of cooks who he's been tweaking his recipe in his head for a long time and he teaches more by doing. Uh, Definitely one who, in his restaurant, will take the lead, like showing this is how I want the rub put on, this is how I want this marinade done, this is how I want this meat cured. But he does the mixings of seasonings and marinades and such uh, in private. So there's not really any kind of recipe book for you to find back okay. here.
1: Okay, so this is not written down probably, if not here, if anywhere. Right. Ah! Alright. <laughs> okay. I had a, I had a plan. I still kind of have a plan. Uh, tough luck, old boy. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, um, shoot. Okay, in the interest of uh, not occupying the whole night with this, I thank him a lot for him showing me all of this, and I make my way politely back to the dining room.
2: <sighs> <laughs> you were very convinced that this guy is some kind of Hannibal
1: Lecter type. No, I, no, I, that's not it. That's actually not it. Cerealism he
0: wants absolutely going to steal the recipe and sell it. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, no, I even, I even had a better plan, which I'll just tell you since it failed, was that I wanted to get the recipe and then convince him that the guy across the street stole his recipe and read it to him word for word. start a feud (laughs) my god but none of that worked so fuck it
0: (laughs) i mean who says that micah doesn't have stuff written down
1: (sighs) that's true we can always try it on him and i still might try it jesus anyway i'm sure i uh, rejoined a very happily uh well-fed uh two-thirds of the party uh,
0: Magus has abandoned all like uh, manner and uh, you know and class at this point. He, he he's eaten through his his part of beef and then uh, a half of cereals and is now like sitting <laughs> at, at the table with with his belly hanging out and he's sort of like unbuttoned the top button on his on his pants. Oh wow, <laughs> that's when it's real. <sighs> Rocking the fold over. Got the rock, of the meat sweats. Yeah, he's got he's got he's got beef grease all over his face. He's, he's kinda like leaning back in his chair. Ah, well,
1: looking uh, looking good, buddy.
0: Uh,
1: uh, uh, uh how, how you feeling?
0: I've never felt better in my entire life. I
1: do not believe you. <laughs> you uh, really don't look like it. I need to find a bed, I think. You need to find a bed. Is that right? Yeah, you didn't find a bed. Yeah, you're gonna have to roll you into it, aren't you?
0: I <laughs>
2: mean, <laughs> <laughs> <to> pace yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah. he's got that. He's got the like post pubescent appetite. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, right. Shovels it all in. You do realize wow. there's going to be a whole festival days long. You don't have to eat all of it right now.
0: Ah!
1: <sighs> <laughs> um well, shoot. Actually, come to think of it, what time of the day is it? Because if we're we're past dinner time and maybe it wouldn't be a bad time to consider a rest for the next day.
0: Yeah, it's probably at this point with how long it took to get everything back and then to enact your plan to start a food war within the city. (laughs) (laughs) I'd I'd say it's probably closer to seven in the evening. So not an unreasonable time for people who've been working and traveling through their day to start making resting plans.
1: I can see that. Uh, I am content to uh, rest up. I feel like we've feel like we've completed largely what we meant to today. I need a bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I, uh, I got a. well, I don't know if I can help him up.
0: <laughs> uh, he can get, back can get to his feet. He's just kind of very shaky and, you know, half nodding off with the amount of food that he's eaten.
1: Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I, um, uh, okay, yeah, I'd be interested in finding our way back to the inn, then.
0: Uh, as the three of you are starting to wrap up your stay in Sarek's smokehouse, uh, your waitress does come back up to you all, uh, specifically you, Hajir, and hands you a slip of parchment, and in Elvish <laughs> uh, whispers into your ear, Well, I see that you're leaving. But in case you'd like dessert later,
1: oh, you
0: dog. <laughs> that would that uh, would we notice that? Uh, you'd probably notice her coming up to the table and handing Hajir something, but she was pretty close in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would have needed to do a perception check to hear it. Uh, plus, it is in elvish.
1: I'll yeah. Uh... N-
0: Oh go ahead.
2: I'll respond to her in elvish uh, uh, let me let me see to my young friend here and I'll be back around soon.
0: Uh, yeah, she nods to you and then goes to another table and is refilling their drinks you know just doing her waitress job. a little bit of swivel in her hips as she does it for you. I uh critical failed my perception check so <laughs> yeah you just uh, you're, uh do you have elvish as a language? Me? I'm,
2: I'm half-elf, so yeah. Uh, I, oh. I meant Mag.
0: No, <laughs> no. Uh, no, it's uh, uh, Common and uh, Dwarvish. Yeah, then you hear her whisper something to, into Hajir's ear. Uh, something he, something you can't quite make out what it is. You hear the words. It sounds more like a down and dang man And then you hear Hajir answer back. I know
1: Elvish. <laughs> oh, do you? <laughs> I sure fucking do. Well, congratulations. You know I'm getting some action tonight. (laughs) 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 Do with that knowledge whatever you want. Uh, Yeah, I'm just going to file that away as a thing that happened. (laughs) Cool.
0: (laughs) All right. So, Meg, you do know that you and your room have been taken care of at the chopping block. Yes. And they offer to set up, uh, cereal and Hajir since the rooms have already been paid for, uh, the rooms that Cathew and Roland had, or check them into different or separate rooms at the very least as well. Um, would the rooms that Roland and Kathy, I know they were in lower rooms, but would they, would they be better than the standard rooms or are they more just like regular Uh, Well, there are a couple different room types. There are the fancy lab rooms, which you have. Then there are just your regular rooms. Uh, The one that Roland and Kathy got was the type of room for someone on a budget. Uh, The deal your grandmother worked out with them was that they would get paid X amount per day plus expenses. And then at the end of the journey, anything they didn't spend on you or the job uh, would go to them as a bonus once it was completed. So they didn't get themselves necessarily a shit room completely, because there is another lower tier, but it is more of a budget room. Gotcha. And it's just one room. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, uh, as I make my way back in, when they ask me that, I'm going to say, uh, no, actually, uh, let let one of them have that room, and then can I book another room for the other? I, I think they'd both like to have their privacy.
1: Oh, am I hearing this conversation? 'Cause I'll take the shitty room.
0: Uh yeah, if you're walking in with Mag, you would definitely hear the conversation about the rooms with uh with Titus.
1: Yeah. I'll take I'll take that room. That sounds fine to me.
0: Yeah, let me uh for uh for my half elf friend, uh let's let's book him his own room.
1: Alright. That's really nice, by the way.
0: Oh, it's uh, no trouble. I suppose it's the least I can do.
1: Yeah, I I appreciate it.
0: Thank you. Yep, so they book the room for Hajir, adding that onto your tab, and they say, uh, well, uh, we did get the key for the room, so we went and made a copy, because we don't want to give you a key that had been on uh, a person's body that had passed away. <laughs> Quite thoughtful. <laughs> so here's the key to your room, handing it to Sariel, and then handing Hajir a room key as well. Uh the the new room is not right next door to uh this fine lady Miss Sariel right here but a couple rooms down uh that's where it is. So uh Sariel and Hijir your rooms are on the first floor. Uh Mag, your fancy boy room is still on the second floor. Gotcha. Uh what do I owe you for the room? Uh it's 5 silver per day for that room. Uh, the festival's set to last for three days, so it'd be uh, two and a half gold for the duration, which is what was booked by for you by your previous companions. Are you sure, that that'll be fine. They uh, they do the uh, the what five silver pieces, two gold, um, and uh, and they throw an additional three silver in there as a tip. Oh, well, th- thank you, th- thank you very much, my young dwarven friend. I. Appreciate your kindness. Mm, no trouble at all. Thank you. So
1: am I right that I have the the, the guards, the Kathy would and, and what's his name's actual room? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you do. Okay. So it would stand to reason that maybe some of their stuff is still in there, right?
0: <laughs> there was a little bit, if I remember. Okay. Uh, yeah, they didn't leave much, uh, mostly just a couple bags of clothes, but not like much of anything in the way of money or anything like that.
1: I was hoping for maybe like a a letter or a note or some kind of backstory or some kind of secret information. But (laughs) I'm guessing not that either.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I would say they probably wouldn't have kept anything like that on them. Uh, They may have left something in the carriage that brought them into town, but they just brought in here what they'd need, like clothes Mm -hmm. and such. And took weapons and whatnot into the woods when they went off to fight alone to try and find the grills uh mag when he gets back up to his room uh he's gonna like settle in and uh he's gonna start to pen a letter to his grandmother um and it's going to it's gonna read something like uh dearest grandmother uh we arrived uh last eve at the town of Brisket and we've decided to stay for the festival uh at a as a pit stop uh, on our way to uh uh the the Isles of Karen um i will let you know when we get back on the road again uh Roland and Kathy have been taking excellent care of me <laughs> all righty now, are you preparing to have that be sent the next day or, uh, yes, all right, cool.
1: It just like out of character, I really like that you wrote that letter. Oh, thank you. I really like that because it tells me something about like that. I like as a player that you really would rather her think everything is fine and go on <laughs> and be your own adventurer now. <laughs> That's how I interpret that. That's cool. Yeah. I
2: guess Hajir is gonna have his little rendezvous and be back in, uh. <laughs> Be back in uh, several hours. uh,
0: Several hours? Good God, (laughs) man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hajir gets it on.
0: (laughs) Hajir sting. That
1: guy fucks. (laughs) A lot of people don't know that about Hajir, but he totally fucks. Hey, uh,
0: hey, Hajir. Yeah. Go ahead and give me a constitution save. <laughs>
1: Wait, what? <laughs> I know, dude. You might have got the clap. <laughs>
2: constitution save. Okay. Uh, let's see. That's a total of 19. Ooh, you did Ooh. not get the clap.
0: Yep, you are <laughs> good. Uh, you have yourself a wonderful evening of performance.
1: Yeah. <laughs> In fact, actually, don't you want to make him roll a performance check and see how he did?
0: <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> Just
1: hypothetically, Ben, how was it?
2: Or a performance check? Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, that's an eleven. That's, so you know
1: yeah. yeah, it's all right. Better than not better than not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I just had to After everything's over, uh she looks pleased. Uh she does look at you though and say, Oh, that was fun. Well, I I do hope you enjoy the rest of your stay in town. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I accidentally say you too. No, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, um... no. I, I'll, I'll, uh... I, I'll thank her, take my leave, get back to the inn, and immediately fall asleep.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, uh, Sariel, Anything that you're doing before you fall into a bed and sleep the night away?
1: Eh, uh, n- not much. I'll- I do want to kind of listen in the hallway, see if there's any kind of anything I can overhear down here. Like, I, I, I deliberately wanted to be in, the, like, the sort of common rooms or more average rooms just to see if I might catch a little bit of uh, some overheard as far as, like, something from, you know, other people who might be in town or whatever. I mean, how thin are the walls here is my question.
0: Well, uh, go ahead and give me a perception check. I know it's your favorite thing.
1: That has not been going well. That's an eight. <laughs>
0: Continuing the trend. Ah! Oh! one <laughs> thing to succeed, please. So you're sitting uh, by the anyway. door and the hallway, <laughs> and you know you're not hearing a whole lot. Uh, you know, it's been a couple of hours, as you've been just kind of sitting and listening. Uh, just as you're about to give up, though, uh, you do. Over here, uh, finally, uh, there's a couple people walking down the hallway. And you hear one say, uh, Do you think Baron Moonshade is going to come? Uh, the other says, oh, He always shows up to these kind of festivals. It's what he does. And the first sounds worried and says, oh, Yeah, but this time I don't know. He showed up to the Hamhawk Festival and, well, you saw what happened to the town after that. Listen, I don't know if he's going to show up, but if he does, we just got to make sure that we impress him. And the voices uh, start to die down as they walk further down the hallway after.
1: All right, I uh, pull out a pen and I, or a pencil or something, and I write down a barren milkshake. (laughs) And then, uh, and I I put that back in my pocket. (laughs) But yeah, after having heard that, I feel like I've got some information, at least, that's made sitting out here, paying attention, you know, trying to catch some, some gossip or whatever, uh, worth my time. So I'm ready to go to bed.
0: All right. Awesome. Uh, you all are able to get rested up. Uh, for those of you who used Hit Dice, uh, those refresh, since you only had the one.
2: And then, uh, I used, uh, I used a spell slot. Do I get that back?
0: Uh, yeah. I think if you're using D&D Beyond, it has a button that'll say full rest. So if for pressing that, it should, uh, oh, okay. regen it.
2: I'm not, oh. I'm not using D&D Beyond. Oh, yeah. I probably should.
0: Yeah, you get but... your spell slots back, your HP is full, you regen, uh, half of the hit dice you used, which in this case is one, so. Sweet. But yeah, you wake up in the morning feeling much better, refreshed and ready to take on a new day. That wraps up this episode of Taverns, Travel and Tests. Be sure to join us next time when we try to figure out what is up with that forest keep. You can check out the boys on the Three Dudes cast, and you can reach out to us about the show on Twitter at Triple d If you want to help support the show, tell your friends. Consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash the sads. Leave us a five-star review on your podcatcher of choice And tweet about the show using hashtag Triple Also, check out all the other great podcasts on the Project Derailed Podcast Network. Visit ProjectDerailed.com for more information and links to all of these awesome podcasts. We'll see you next time on Triple T. ProjectDerailed.com